If something would be harmful to our salvation as the elect of God, I have found that God will stop us from doing that thing. If we pay attention and heed the Holy Spirit of God, when a stop sign appears in our life, don't be afraid to stop. It's not like a faith. When you are being warned by the Holy Spirit and you do not feel comfortable about that which you are doing, just stop and turn to God and pray and ask Him. And then continue in faith if he shows you to continue the project. There are going to be many delusions in the last days where we think it's a good thing, but it would be our destruction to go that way. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. That is Proverbs chapter 14 verse 12. There is a way that seems right. But if you go that way, it is the way of death. Pam Paget several years ago, got a call from her sisters that one of her parents was ill and that she must come immediately to Oklahoma where they live. She lived in Colorado at that time. But she remembered to turn to God. Should I go to Oklahoma? And God showed her to not go. She did not go. And whichever parent it was got well. And the next time she inquired about the parent, I think it was her father, she called and talked to her mother. And the mother said, oh, he's out in the yard mowing the yard. You can't follow your flesh, and your emotions, and you can't follow others who say, you have to do this immediately. Pam turned to God, and he stopped her. We can be stopped. There was a time in Clovis, New Mexico, that I built a house, and unknown to me, the contractor changed the floor plans of the house and made the garage It looked like a double garage by the door, but it was really only big enough to hold one car. Turned out the house wouldn't fit on the lot, and so he just changed the sizes of the rooms without talking to me, and one of them was the garage. This really concerned me, because who is going to buy a one-car garage in that neighborhood? It looked like a two-car garage, but it was one car. And sure enough, when I put the house up for sale, there were people that backed off from buying that house because of that garage. Now, in the years before I put the house up for sale, I wanted to add a single-car garage to the side of the house, the opposite side. And it would have looked okay to do that, And I had the room to do it. And I had the money to do it. I even had the contractor to do it. But I was stopped by God from doing that. After my mother died, I put the house up for sale. And a woman came along and bought the house. 
She apparently did not need a two-car garage, and it suited her fine. So God can stop us from a work that we are trying to do. He can stop us. There are people that will be building right up to the time that this earth is destroyed. They will be building buildings and doing things and eating and drinking right up until the time and the moment the earth is destroyed. We read about that in Luke 17. It starts at verse 26. Jesus says, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Now, what is coming at this point in time? We've got the apostate churches out there that have turned from Scripture and are not following God and not teaching their people specific scriptures. So we've got the apostate churches on one side of us. We've got the world on the other side of us, where they are demanding that you respect and approve homosexuals and lesbians, and if you tried to stand up against it, you would be fired probably at your secular job. Actually, you must not do that. Instead, just say, if anyone asks you, Well, what do you think? Say, well, this is what the Bible says, so this shows us what God thinks. And you can quote Romans chapter 1, verse 26, which says, For this cause God turned them over to vile affections. And you can quote 26, 27, 28. And probably you won't get in trouble because you're not saying what you think. You are saying what God thinks what the Bible says. This is what I found in about these subjects. Quote, what the Bible says. But anyway, they were doing all these things, and today what's happening? Well, we've got the apostate church on one side. We've got the world on the other side approving all manner of sins that are sins according to the Bible. We, the elect of God, are sort of like walking through the Red Sea with the waves banked up on the right and the waves banked up on the left, the sins of the apostate church on the right, the sins of the world on the left. God will take us off this earth or do something before we are destroyed. It says that if the days aren't shortened, even the elect will be destroyed. But for the elect's sake, the days will be shortened. So we are in the position of Noah at the moment. With all the sin around us. But when Noah entered the ark and the flood came, it destroyed all of the sin. And also we're told by Jesus in verse 28 of Luke 17. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, 
It rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. We had a man in our church group who was in his 70s at the time this happened. He went into his backyard one day and he began looking at his storage building, which was filled with stuff. And he began thinking of building a second storage building where he could store his stuff. And the Holy Spirit said this, Why don't you just get rid of the stuff? Wisdom from God. God knows the future. I've recently heard of a man who's in his late 70s, a pastor, and he's wanting to build a new church building. And I urged him, turn to God. God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. Evaluate this plan by these scriptures. And I gave him James 3.17 to evaluate the wisdom that is from God. Is this wisdom from God to build this church building? At the age of 70-something years old, late 70s, and approaching the end of the world. Is this wisdom from God? I presented to him Matthew chapter 11, verse 30. God's yoke is easy, his burden is light. Is this an easy yoke for you? Is this an easy thing to do? I also presented to him James three seventeen, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy, so that he could evaluate this plan that he had. I also asked him to please tell me what God had told him to make him consider building this church building. But I never heard back from him. He never did tell me that. If you said to me, how did you know to make these podcasts? How did God show you to make this podcast? If you said that to me, do you think I could tell you? Yes, I can. First, God gave a word to Pam Patchett, the word podcast, and she looked up the word to see what it was. I was considering going back on radio at the time, and she came to me and told me about the podcast. Well, it sounded much better than radio, but that's not all. That same period of time, God gave me a dream, and in the dream, he showed me starving kittens that were everywhere. They were at my front door. They were in my garage. They were starving to death. When I asked God, what about these starving kittens? I heard podcasts. And I knew these were baby church members that were out there in the churches starving to death. And some can be fed and rescued. Did I hear from God to start the podcast? Let's consider to evaluate the podcast by the word of God. The yoke is easy. The burden is light. To go on radio is expensive. When I was on radio in the 1980s, our most expensive radio station was $2,400 a month, and that was in New York City. 
Our least expensive was probably 800 a month. Podcast cost us $100 a year to send the podcast all over the world through our podcast host. $100 a year. Now you tell me if this confirms the wisdom that is from above. Pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. $100 a year. We had to buy a microphone. It probably cost $400, $450 on a mic stand. And we had to buy a recorder, which was probably $250, less than $1,000 for equipment to produce the podcast. We had plenty of money without even asking people to donate money. We had plenty of money to pay for this project. The wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. In James chapter 3, verse 14, we have a warning. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, Glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. So you have to look and see if you're competing against somebody. If you're trying to look better to other people by what you're doing because that will lead you in a way of death so we have information about the wisdom that is from God I sent this information to that pastor but I didn't hear a word from him again other than he wanted me to come and bless his church when they got it built and I sent a word saying If God is leading you, you don't need a human to come and bless what you are doing. And I told him, read Deuteronomy 28, for the blessing is in following God, doing what God says. And God will bless you if you're doing what God says. But you don't need me or another human to come and bless your building. Back in the 1980s, I was attending Word of Faith. Two young people, two married uh, married people, they were young married couple, had quit their secular jobs and they were going to Israel to minister. They thought they heard from God. In a week's time, they were back at church and we were all saying to them, what happened? And they said, well, we got over there, and we don't speak the language, and we couldn't do anything. Some other spirit was leading them. But if you won't be stabilized by this, how do I prove that God showed me to do this work? How do I know this work is of God? And you take these scriptures on the wisdom from above, 
and you compare these scriptures with what you're about to do, you can see quickly whether or not this yoke is of God. Also take Matthew chapter 11, verse 30, and evaluate it by God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. If this thing you're about to do is going to put you in debt, that would be a big red flag to me. I think you could cause a lot of harm to your family if you do that work. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. The elect of God are kept by God. Something will stop us when we need to be stopped. And we can be stopped by God when something would damage us. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.